Hey friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your host, Katie, and this is episode 219. Today, I'm giving you a life update because you are my people, and a lot has happened that I think it's really important that you should know about. We need to talk about it. We are also going to talk about longevity as an intuitive eater. What does it mean when you, air quotes, become an intuitive eater or you go all in with this non-diet approach? How do you make sure that what you're doing works long-term? How do you make sure you don't fall back into disordered eating habits or behaviors or beliefs? And how do you really ensure that what you're doing, the results that you're getting, for lack of better terms, that you retain those results? So we're going to dive into that. If you're new here, welcome. I hope you find this podcast helpful. I hope you find it eye-opening, inspiring, empowering, and we would love for you to click that follow button. That way you will get an alert. Every Monday, we drop new episodes talking all things non-diet, nutrition, fitness, movement, wellness, even some productivity, all things to make you smarter and happier and healthier from a non-diet lens. If you haven't already, we invite you to take our free quiz. Just go to katiehake.com forward slash quiz to discover your eating style and learn how does that impact your journey towards a non-diet approach. We'll put the link in the show notes. All right, team, on to the show. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Okay, wow, where do I begin? We have been so business over here talking all things nutrition and fitness, and I feel like I haven't talked to you. I haven't told you what's going on. So at the time of this recording, it is the end of September. You'll be listening to this right at the beginning of October. And wow, it's been a crazy, crazy few months. I mean, it's been a crazy few years now looking back. I am actually coming up on celebrating my one year anniversary from stepping away from my clinical position at the hospital. And if you've been a fit friend, if you've been listener to the show for any time or for a long time, an OG, you know that, wow, I have been on quite, quite the journey from a career standpoint, from a personal standpoint over the past few years. And so it's pretty wild to think that I have been in private practice working for myself for almost a freaking year. It's insane. So what else has been happening? You know, there's been ups and downs like everything. We have had a couple deaths in the family, which ugh, never fun, never fun to lose a loved one. It's it's just weird, you know, and it always puts you in this mindset, this really, you know, it kind of humbles you and puts things into perspective. And for me, what, how that relates to this work that I do is that, oh, wow, 
wow, life is so short, life is so precious. And going through these experiences with family members, it just reminds me and so validates everything that I do because I really want to help you live your life to the fullest because no day's guaranteed, right? Like, what do they say? Today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. And we don't have time to waste obsessing over food, to waste time, waste energy, waste moments with the ones we love most. Like We just don't have time. So what else did I do that happened? Uh, my sister, if you have heard me talk about my sister, my oldest sister, she is a true gem. You should follow her on Instagram. Uh, she lives a different life than most you and I probably listen to this podcast. She lives out in the desert, very much off the grid in an awesome little town called Wonder Valley. It's right outside of Joshua Tree, California. Anyways, she had some friends who said, hey, you know, we are moving from Joshua Tree to upstate New York. We need to move our five animals. Like, could you help us? And my sister's like, uh, yeah, sure. So then they also said, you want to bring your sister? And that is the reason why I do what I do, why I want to work for myself, why I want to practice a non-diet approach is so when opportunities come up, like an all-paid road trip across the country with your sister and going to New York City for the first time, like in Vegas all in one week, I mean, I want to say yes to those opportunities. I don't know about you, but I want to say yes to more things. And I don't want food or movement or that false sense of control to be the reason to hold me back. So we did that. It was, I mean, literally we found out, I found out maybe two weeks, less than two weeks before it happened. Uh, we drove to Cincinnati. That doesn't make sense, but my other sister lives in Cincinnati and we always have to see the children. I haven't talked about them in a while, but they're adorable. I have um, my sister, my other sister, she has two sons and one daughter. And so we went and saw them. And then we flew from Cincinnati to Las Vegas. We had a night in Vegas and it was so fun. Again, it was my second time to Vegas, like in the past few months, again, with my sister, super last minute, just walk around people watching. Like we love to enjoy food together. We love to just have experiences and conversations. So we flew to Vegas. We then drove to the desert, met her friends, picked up their cats, and we drove across the country all the way to New York. And then we spent a few nights in New York City, which I had never been. And wow, it was magical and a memory that I'll never forget. So that happened. That was pretty awesome. We ate tons of amazing food, got to just experience so many things, and it was so much fun. And then we also... Joey and I got a dog. OMG. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that mm, I, I don't want to say I'm not a dog person, but like dogs are a lot of responsibility. Dogs are a lot of money. Dogs are kind of all up in your face. And I wasn't really ready for that, but somehow, I don't know. He just kept sending me these dog links, links to look at dogs. And then I don't know if you're bored one day, go to petfinder.com and look 
at dog names, read their stories. It will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It is kind of a fun hobby. So that became my hobby to the point where I said, okay, fine, I'll look, right? And of course, you don't just look and then not get a dog. Um, We ended up getting a dog who checked all the boxes of why I didn't want a dog. I don't know. It happened so fast. I think it was a God thing that she just ended up in our car. (laughs) She just literally just, we went to this rescue and she was jumping on me. She was covered in like dirt. She was so dirty. She was so hyper. And I was like, what is happening? I swear I just blacked out and I blinked and she was in the car and we were on our way home. And it started as this, this trial, like, okay, we'll take her for a couple weeks. We'll see how it goes. And there were many points where I was like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. She's wild. She's wild. I needed a senior citizen dog. I can't handle it. And so, yeah, she's still here. I don't know what else to say. Uh, we named her Ruby. I recognize that that is one of the top five common dog names, but, you know, Joey wouldn't go for Simone Biles. So Ruby, Ruby stuck. It was much better than her initial name. Sorry to anybody out there. If you have this name, don't take offense. It's just not for me, but her name was Brinley and I just wasn't feeling Brinley. So Ruby Brinley, it felt like close enough. So it stuck. Um, she's getting better. We're working on it. Uh, she loves the dog park. She hates when I walk her. Uh, she did stay with me one night while Joey was uh, out of town and I broke the golden rule of letting her sleep in her room. Cause that's why I wanted a dog. I was like, I want a guard dog. Like I wanted, I actually wanted just a massive mastiff, like a giant horse dog that could like protect me and just scare you. If you even looked at me, but I ended up with this little puppy thing. She's kind of medium size. And anyways, but it was cute. She slept in the bed with me and, you know, had to cuddle and like keep her face close to me. But yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. That's for sure. If you have dogs, if you have dog tips, I welcome them completely. So that happened. What else? Uh, Another big update is I went back to therapy. I haven't talked about my experience with therapy in a while. Uh, I initially again, I I feel like I talk about therapy all the time. We talk about it here on the podcast. I talk about it to my clients, how much they need to go to therapy. But I realized, oh, wait, no, just because you think you're well doesn't mean that you don't have stuff to work through. And it doesn't mean that we, like, we're all a work in progress. We're human. Therefore, we always have things to work on. So I initially started seeing a therapist during the pandemic uh, in the midst of planning the wedding and going through this job transition, I was just overwhelmed and really stressed. I had a lot of anxiety about COVID and, you know, not wanting to have this party and people getting sick and just all the things that come along with making those decisions about a wedding. So met with a therapist a couple of times. It was helpful, uh, but I just didn't get in that routine of scheduling. So Fast forward, here we are a few months ago, I was speaking with some other health professionals in my local community here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and one of the the women in our group gave a presentation about brain spotting. So I was fascinated. Um, we've pro- I think we've probably done a few episodes talking about therapy, maybe mentioning EMDR. We have talked about that, maybe, maybe, maybe not here on the podcast. Um, 
anyway, so I thought, you know, it sounds crazy, but I'm going to do it. And so I booked a session and it was so fascinating, so fascinating. The best way I can describe it to you, I'll leave links so you guys can do your own research. But my therapist, what she described to me is that, you know, when we experience trauma and trauma sounds like a big, scary word, and it can be a big, scary word. It is a big, scary word, but trauma can look differently. Like trauma to you can be different for me. And we all maybe probably have experienced some sort of trauma. And so essentially what happens sometimes when we experience trauma is that we store it in a certain part of our body. The brain stores it in a certain part of our brain in order to protect us. And there's something I'm not ready to speak about it yet. I'm not ready to share about it, but I I went through some things in college, particularly in eh, like high school, college, and it stuck with me. And to, to the outsider, probably doesn't seem like a big deal. Like I'll probably share one day and you'll be like, that was it, Katie, really? But just sharing you like, this is how I feel. So I was kind of going through this. I felt really in a funk, just like in a funk, like, man, what am I doing? Am I making the right decision around my business? Why am I feeling like for me, some of the red flag, and I don't want to say red flags, like, or just things that I was aware of that kind of made me go, okay, I I should lean into this instead of pulling back through this discomfort. Uh, Just recognizing that I was feeling in a funk. And I don't know how else to describe feeling in a funk, but you know it, you know, when you're in a funk, you know what it feels like, where just feeling really unmotivated, a lot of questions about what am I doing? Why am I doing this? getting really distracted easily, almost feeling when I say unmotivated, almost like apathetic of just like, eh, whatever, you know, and I, I don't want to minimize that because that can often be signs of depression or, you know, more severe mental health issues. I just want to share from my experience, what, what was happening for me. So anyways, I went to this brain spotting session and basically we did a little bit of talk therapy, you know, filled her in about, Hey, this is, This is what I think is the issue. This is what I want to explore. And so we talked a little bit about it. And then I put on these headphones and listened to some music. And she basically had this pointer. It it sounds so wild to explain it. You're probably like, Katie, what? But this is is research-based. I mean, I don't argue science. Like, I think neuroscience is so, 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 so fascinating that I'm just like, if the brain can do this, Let's test it out. I'm so, I'm so game. And so she holds this pointer and basically you're, you're following the pointer with your eyes and at the same time focusing on that uh, experience or that emotion that you felt. And oh my gosh, I tell you what, I was like bawling during it, like just these waves of emotions that came on that didn't even realize it was there. I mean, there are some, you know, details of different experiences that I've had that I've never really thought about or forgot about or haven't haven't thought about in like 10 years. And oh, it was definitely very mentally exhausting. I did a 90-minute session, which is pretty long, I think pretty intense for a lot of people, but you know me, I'm like overachiever. I'm like, "All right, let's let's go all in." Like if you say that people can do it in 90 minutes, like let's do it. And it was really helpful. And so she explains basically that, um, you know, after you experience it over the next few weeks is 
it's kind of like a ball of yarn and it starts to unravel, right? And once that yarn can unravel, we can process through the trauma and then we can create these new neural pathways that then really change our thoughts, our beliefs. And I mean, is that not wild or what? So I had one session uh, and then we went on that trip and then we had those deaths in the family and then I am going to record a separate podcast telling you, I know, I know, I know there's been so much. I feel like we're like girlfriends and here we are. And I'm just the one blabbing away. And you're like, why haven't you called me? Why haven't you told me everything that's happening? But here we are. I'm telling you now, I'm going to record a separate podcast talking about making tough decisions because then I was having second thoughts about my business, right? Imposter syndrome, all those things. And there was an opportunity that it really was an opportunity, but I went through that whole process, ended up saying no. And yeah, now here we are. Point of this is that I booked this next session. So I'll have my next session coming up in the next few weeks and I'll be sure to report back. You know, again, I'll share my, my whole story when I'm ready. Uh, but I don't believe that we should share things, at least for me personally, I don't believe it does you a disservice if I were to completely share everything, if I haven't fully processed, like there's got to be some sort of message in the mess in order for me to share with you versus me just like, bleh, like vomiting my guts out. Like I'll do that in therapy. Okay. That's an update. If you have any more questions, uh, hit me up on Instagram. I don't know what you want to know, but maybe you have something that you want to share. Maybe you've had an experience. If you've done brain spotting, oh my gosh, I would love to hear your experience. If you don't mind, send me a voice memo. Let's talk about it because I want to really make sure that I'm getting the most out of the experience. And it really is, it's, it's new, it's different. So I don't think there's really a right or wrong way to do it. But if you've had an experience with it, um, I would love to hear and just curious about your time frame, what kind of changes you saw. And yeah, we can connect on that. Or if you have a dog and you want to send me dog pics, you're welcome to do that as well. So let's switch gears now. Let's talk about longevity as an intuitive eater. And again, I share this with you. I share my life update with you because that's the point. That's the point. That's the whole goal of intuitive eating is to be able to eat in a way that nourishes our body, but also nourishes our soul. It's a self-care model of eating. It's a framework. It's really a way of life if you think about it. So I was having these conversations recently with quite a few clients who were getting ready to, you know, air quotes, graduate. I have a three-month nutrition coaching program. And at the end of those three months, really my goal for my clients is to get them to a point where they go, you know what, Katie, I feel really confident in the tools in the skills that we've worked on that I can do this on my own. And so we always have this conversation at the end kind of brainstorming, like what is, what is the future going to look like for you? What things might come up that we want to talk about? And so once someone has gone through that intuitive eating process, there's really, I like to think like six red flags to look out for. And when I say red flags, I mean, what are these external or internal cues that might signal to me some, you know what, something else is going on something's going on. And I either need to revisit my intuitive eating tools that I have in my toolbox, whether it's the books, whether it's podcasts, whether it's, you know, webinars or just tools and resources that you've used while going through the journey, 
Maybe I need to reach out for support, reach out to my dietitian. Maybe I need to address other areas in my life. So number one is if you recognize that you are consistently overeating or mindless eating, this can be a sign that you might be using food to cope. This could be a sign that, you know, instead of coping with those actual emotions, you're going back to that default coping mechanism of turning to food, of food being the resource right now. It's not bad. It's okay. It's normal. It's human to use food to cope. But when it is our only coping mechanism is when it becomes an issue. So that's something to, to be aware of, be alert of. And again, once you've gone through the process, looking at these red flags, now you get to a point where you just notice them. It's not a shameful thing. It doesn't turn into this, oh my gosh, I'm overeating. I'm mindless eating. I, I need to diet. It's, it's more of a, I shouldn't even say, maybe it's more like a yellow light instead of a red flag. It's like, eh, yellow, hello, slow down. Let's pause. I guess, depending where you live, where you drive, let's just pause. Let's look at what's going on. Let's reassess and course correct, right? Number two on the flip side is if you're consistently under eating, I know for me personally, my seasons when it ebbs and flows, but when I get really busy or get really entrenched in a project, sometimes I might go (laughs) way too long without eating and then recognize. So these two kind of go hand in hand. Then I recognize, oh my gosh, I'm overeating consistently in the evenings because, wow, I have not been paying attention to my hunger cues during the day because I am being so distracted. Or maybe if you are consistently under eating or you just take a step back and you recognize, wow, I haven't been to the grocery, but I also haven't been eating out. Oh my gosh, I just really haven't been eating a lot. That could be a sign that maybe you are really stressed. Maybe there is something going on in your life that's suppressing that appetite, which is, again, that's, that's normal. It's part of our body's, you know, biological response, but recognizing, okay, I'm definitely not eating to my needs and something else is going on. The third yellow light, I'm switching cues here, is not prioritizing meals. So maybe it's, you're recognizing that you are eating every single lunch at your computer you're eating every single dinner in front of the TV, or you're skipping meals and just snacking through to power out your day. What's happening? What's what's happening there that you need to reassess? Why aren't you taking the time to pause? Why aren't you taking the time to prioritize mealtimes? Because we know how important it is to take the time to nourish our bodies on a consistent, on a regular basis. What about not prioritizing movement? If you recognize that you have a healthy relationship with movement and you've been really consistent in the gym or, you know, with just walks or yoga or going to your favorite group fitness class, but that has fallen low on the priority list, what else is happening? What else is getting in the way that's made it difficult to move your body in a way that you enjoy? Maybe have you had a bad body image day that has triggered you to look at movement as a ways of exercising for calorie burn and you've kind of deflected, you know, get curious about it. Again, all of this, we're building awareness. We're building that curiosity. We're not coming from a place of judgment. It's just saying, okay, noted. The fifth red flag yellow light is 
when you recognize that you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed around food, around movement, around grocery shopping, what else is going on, right? Because you were at a place, you've been at a place where grocery shopping wasn't a big deal. Meal planning wasn't a big deal. Cooking wasn't a big deal. Moving wasn't a big deal. So what, what has shifted? What has shifted there where that is causing more stress and overwhelm? Again, sometimes, not always, but sometimes is it linked back to a situation, to an experience that kind of sent you back into those diet thoughts where now you're avoiding or what is it about the situation that's becoming stressful? And the final red flag to look out for is when you recognize that you're only looking at hunger and fullness, but not any other cues. If you recognize that I'm only eating when I'm hungry, stopping when I'm full, and you're really missing the satisfaction piece, all those other wonderful aspects around intuitive eating, around the intuitive eating principles, if you're missing the mark and you're just focusing on hunger and fullness, that's a sign, hold on, I'm missing something here. I need to go back and review because I might be turning this back into a diet. So what's on your list? What would be your red flags, yellow lights, things that maybe can force you to pause, to reassess? Because I guarantee you, yes, you know, the non-diet approach, it's not easy, but oh my goodness, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And just like anything you know, worthwhile, it's not easy. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be ups and downs as seasons of your life change, as your priorities change, you know, your relationship to food and movement might, it might get a little, little muddy, a little gray, but just because that happens doesn't mean you can't come back to that intuitive eating process. You're capable. You're worth it. You got this. I would love to hear what other things you'd add to your list. We invite you to join us on our free community. Just head on over to the link in the show notes, request to join. We'll make sure you're not a robot and let us know what are those flags for you? How are you going to make sure that the steps you're taking towards a non-diet approach, make sure they stick. Pro tip, staying part of our community, staying engaged and connected. That will keep it at the forefront of your mind and hold you to it. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you have just the best week, the best week and love you. Mean it. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.